Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hello, welcome back to another virtual lockdown episode of For Pod's Sake. I'm Louise Boyce, also known as Mama So Got It, and these podcast series are sponsored by the brilliant award-winning dental practice, 10 Dental. From root canals to teeth whitening, it's where I've gone for the last 15 years, and I miss them terribly at the moment, which is something I thought I'd never say about a dentist. But check them out at 10dental.com. Right then, let's get down to it. Today, I'm speaking with someone who I believe will one day be in our history books. This lady legend, check out her CV. She's a journalist, a TED talker, a radio presenter, a flexible working campaigner, best-selling author, mother of two, and founder of Mother Pucker. Please welcome to the mic, Anna Whitehouse. Hey, Anna, how are you, my darling? Oh, do you want to do my PR? I could do with just waking up like to some of that. I'm like, oh, do I do, I do those things? Um, <laughs> you, do, yeah. you do. I mean, you know, we were saying before we got on this podcast, like, how are you? Um, how long have you got? How how do you even answer that? You know, and I think I don't. I've gone to. You can't even say I'm fine um, because ultimately we're doing sort of three hours of homeschooling a day, eight hour working day like 12 hours childcare that's yeah. 23 hours of labor in a 24-hour day no one's okay um, no, no and actually in the context of a pandemic um so, so yeah. crazy. it is it is crazy and the fact that you said you're doing three hours of homeschooling every day is actually made me go oh my god i need to up my game um, my friend can i just say that, that that translates to i put them in front of peppa pig this morning to do a phone call and, I came back and they were watching the poker channel so um i'm just repackaging that as key stage two maths and we're done oh, that's so fine that's tv good good right so you've already got two best-selling books under your belt, Where's My Happy Ending and Parenting the Shit Out of Life. Both brilliant, by the way. Love them both. You've now managed to find time whilst homeschooling and working to write your fiction debut called Quarantine, which is perfectly timed and named for these unprecedented stint of madness. Tell us, what is the book about? <laughs> well... It's, it's basically been an excuse for Matt and I to uh, have time away from the children um, <laughs> because all our um, work dropped off a cliff um, as soon as uh, lockdown happened, really. And um, we were meant to do a book on Flex Appeal for the Pound Project. That's where it started. Um, but actually, once we went into lockdown, we realised there's going to be so much about this time that we will be out of date by the time it comes out. So mm. we couldn't really write anything about flexible working because in 24 hours, 
the whole world didn't become flexible but went remote so we parked that and thought well what else we contracted to do this job what else can we write about and really it was us uh, breaking together and kind of holding on to each other in the context of death tolls and food slots and mm. children screaming and you know me crying and him having tantrums uh, I think it was it felt like we wanted to put the human story uh, among all the news scrolling uh, mm. the actual behind what's happening behind closed doors what's happening behind TikTok behind the veneer of social media like what is actually happening in this banal domestic like intense time um mm. because we were definitely going from extreme highs uh mm. children laughing and goofing around and one of the children saying what's wrong with your face to matt um because <laughs> his beard had just kind of nearly got to the point where it joined his eyebrow um there was so much overgrown uh two crashing lows you know when we i think we've all had it anybody listening right now will have had the same lows of not being able to compute the global situation um yeah. and being angry after a angry, while confused hurt starting to see a drop in the death toll as a good thing but actually you know you start you sort of i got to the point where i thought oh that's we've had a, an okay day there's only been and you're like no that isn't that terrible i know like the, the, um, yeah. it's still been incredible. numbers rather than um actual people yeah i remember taking notes on the death toll and, and then actually thinking, well, that's actually somebody's mother, brother, auntie, grandparent. And uh, yeah, it's, it's never a good, it's never a better day. You know, I think that was it is I kept searching for positives as I mm. think you probably did. And there was never a better day or an uplift. And mm. um, so, yeah, this is really to just capture the brokenness of the kind of family spirit, but also the uplift of community around us. Um, we really wanted to just pour that all into a short story. Fantastic. And it can be bought through a platform called The Pound Project, which is an independent crowdfunding publisher. So you can buy your book online for a pound. Is that right? Yeah. So, and, yeah, you can. And then you can buy the, you can buy a print for five pounds. Is that yes. right? you decided to use this um this publisher i mean it sounds fantastic yeah so we decided to well we wanted to do a manifesto for flex appeal and um flex appeal just isn't uh an epic tome you know it was something we wanted to be very short to be able to hand to hr directors and like i said just in the context of everything having changed we were still contracted to write that so it was really meant as a vehicle for flex appeal um but we've we repurposed it to fit with the current times. I think we've all had to be quite light on our feet. And, um, you know, it, it has been really good because I wrote and poured all the frustration I have with Matt and he did the same with me <laughs> into this book uh, from, you know, the um, beard, trim beard trimmings in the sink right the way through to, um, you know, just gently squabbling over one of you having chosen the wrong Netflix series that you didn't do enough research into all these domestic uh, arguments that are happening in the context of such a serious situation you know there's a really dark comedy to it all um we That's found brilliant. so 
and yeah, it's something that we can all relate to I mean all of us can relate to it right now and and uh, for anyone listening right now most of my listeners are mothers um, I think we all have the same questions how did you find the time to write this book and what hacks can you give us to stay focused on a lockdown project <laughs> yeah I mean it's um we keep saying after we've written three books together now, we keep saying after each one going, we're just never doing that again. It's horrible. Like, <laughs> it's horrific. Uh, I mean, nothing prepares you for seeing your partner's uh, red pen through your words. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, it's horrible. Um, you know, and I think we, you know, we, we haven't done a good job in terms of managing this we um i think as most people probably have have had to carve out time for each other whether that's an hour here or an hour there and actually we've used that time because writing to us is cathartic and it's been almost like a dear diary mm. experience so i think it's a different project uh maybe to what a lot of other people will be working on and we use this as our downtime really mm. um but in terms of uh, productivity in lockdown, we felt um, just putting an out of office on when we finish work. So like when you finish this podcast, it's mm. like Louise just puts an out of office on. Mm. It's um, quite simple, but it bookends that day. It makes you feel less stressed because yeah. people know you're not there. And mm. I think that constant need to be on uh, is one of the real downfalls of uh, all of the whole world working remotely is I think people aren't switching off. Um, so I think if you don't switch yourself off, no one else will. I, I don't, I don't think I ever switch off. And I think that's where I'm going wrong. I'm trying to cook for the kids and do homeschooling, but also answer emails. And at the moment I've got to actually shoot from home and it's, um, oh, it's, it's, uh, well, I mean, it's a disaster at the moment. I, I need to, I need to, I need to structure my day to make it work better for me. Because at the moment, I'm just getting myself angry, and then I'm worried that that anger goes on to the kids. I mean, because it's half term right now. In my head, I'm like, it's okay if they're watching TV all day because you know I don't have to homeschool them now because it's half term. So that's how I'm getting myself around the whole got to work from home this week. Um, Matt said he's got um, like the words fuck off in his esophagus just ready to go at any given time and he said he said it's just waiting waiting there and then often it's an inanimate object that gets it but he said he is he's really scared that there'll be something the kids do and it will just come out because um he was telling my youngest off the other day and he was sort of being quite stern and she in his face just looked at him and she went rah 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 rah, rah fuck it <laughs> oh god i was like this is what lockdown is doing to us they're just picking up all the things we do and say and then we have to no, gently sit her down no no darling not 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 fuck it not fuck it bless her bless her it's the things they sound so cute and they swear that's i know <laughs> it's so cute and um, back to the book when can we we can only buy it for a few more days so we've got into what june second second so, okay, so anyone well, listening, buy it now. <laughs> it's fantastic. And after June 2nd... It's gone. It's yeah, gone. It, you won't be able to ever get it again. So they do these one-off projects. They, did, uh, they last worked with Sebastian Forks, Dolly Alderton, Pandora Sykes, um, Jonah Freud, Emma Gannon. They've done these just small projects. And the whole point is something that 
I it's, it's, a, it's something that's close to my heart is that uh, JP who launched it believes that people should be paid for their words and we're in a uh, world of free online content that can sometimes devalue the written word can devalue the work of journalists and they're trying to get paid you know they've built careers on that they've studied journalism they've really got they've they've gone through a lot of hoops to get there and you get to this point where then suddenly everybody's a writer and that's not to say people shouldn't be writing but those that have trained in it you know uh, jp firmly believes that you know the value of the written word in a sea of free online content needs to be raised Absolutely, absolutely. I, lo I love the, I love that. Um, you know, William Shakespeare wrote uh, King Lear during the plague, and Anna and Matt have written Quarantine. So, if you're a fan of their books, which I am, I know you're gonna love this one too. Um, Shakespeare, Shakey didn't have a, any child. He, he didn't have any children around, did he? But if he had our two kids, uh, I don't think he'd have written that. I think he'd have got a <laughs> tiny little sonnet out or something, like a couple of words. Maybe. <laughs> in between requests for the Peppa Pig spoon. Oh, I've always, always. Bloody Peppa Pig. I've loved them, but well, it's been eight years I've been watching the same episode. Right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi guys, welcome back. Um, as I'm sure you know, Anna has been campaigning for flexible working for the past five years. Is it five years? Yeah, five right. years. So some people originally scoffed at the idea. I know you have an online troll called Gordon who says it was just a mummy issue. But in today's climate, is the term WFH now just W? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's a very big difference between enforced remote working and effective flexible working you know what everybody keeps saying well you know you don't have to do anything now you know you can put your feet up it's done and I was like 
Well, no, uh, there's still a long, long way to go. This is just proving that the tech's there to facilitate it. And when companies have the threat of money being swept off the table, it's funny how quickly they can zoom in. Otherwise, they'd have to shut down. Um, so I think all we've seen is that, and what's frustrated me more than anything, I've heard from a lot of people about this, is that there are a lot of people living with disabilities who were told they could not do a job remotely. This job just could not be done remotely. And so what uh, a lot of uh, people I've spoken to have said is that what they've found is how offensive it is that suddenly in a 24-hour period when money is being threatened in any yeah. way by a big company, uh, for in a big company, uh, that suddenly they can implement some form of flexibility. So the, the truth is that they did not want people living with disabilities to work for them. And that is in the face of companies that have you know dni diversity and inclusion officers they've got all the family friendly banners and they're saying all the right things but not doing uh doing anything to back it up and i think that's really the bit i want to center on and focus on is um you know remote working isn't flexible working uh flexible working is being inclusive is mm. ensuring that you can allow anyone talent talented individuals to work anywhere uh, for business benefit uh, so i think that's really where we are that's but yeah i just I, I pray for the day we don't even have to talk about flexible working that it's it's just weaved into the fabric of our working world well and i mean then, it, i mean I, I feel like the you know it really is starting to evolve that way like in the um in the 70s uh, peter drucker said that one day would look at office buildings the same way we look at the pyramids. And uh, Douglas Copeland said that nine to five is barbaric. And then today we've got uh, Jacinda Arden and Nicola Sturgeon who have suggested that employers consider a four day working week and more companies, I guess now as well, in this pandemic, we're realizing that productivity is up and trust between employer employee are becoming a better relationship because I think that was part of the problem that like people didn't trust each other if they were working from home no it was the the common um kickback I got was oh but you know everybody's going to be just sitting in their undercrackers watching homes under the hammer <laughs> and it's like look that person would be the individual who was stalking their ex on Facebook you know that is a recruitment issue that's not a flexible working issue and you need Absolutely. to find between the two, why are you not employing people you trust? That's got yeah. to be the bigger question. Don't use a couple of bad eggs um, to bring everybody else down. And I was actually talking to Holly Tucker this morning, founder of Holly & Co and Not On The High Street. Mm. And um, she just said the shift she's seen as a manager is that she's not having to sort of own people's time anymore. Mm. There's a relationship, as you said. And, you know, we were doing, I think, 468 hours of unpaid overtime a year. Um, that was last year, 2019. Um, so flexible working has been working, but it's just been one-way traffic towards mm. the employer. And I think, you know, the baseline for me is that there's nobody who feels they have to email the intimate details of a need for a cervical smear test or some gynecological uh, appointment to mm. their employer because their employer doesn't trust them so they feel they have to go into great detail on mm. why they need to go to the doctor you know it's 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 it is i think douglas copeland is right and i think what he added to that quote was the nine to five is barbaric and i truly believe we will look back on it as we do child slavery in the 18th century and right, yeah. um, i don't 
you know, I don't think uh, he's far off. It's an extreme statement to make, but actually we're in it right now. Yeah. And we can't actually stand back and see it. But our TED talk was all about drawing parallels between battery hens uh, and the fact that free range hens produce better eggs. They're bigger. They're yeah. better. Yeah. It's really simple, but and, people yeah. work better when they're free. Absolutely. And that was coming on to my next question. So there must be a link between mental health and flexibility, obviously. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, we are going to be facing a, uh, I don't want to be too depressed uh, about this, but it's uh, going to be a mental health crisis at the back end of uh, lockdown. It, you know, we're going to be coming into a very different world. And um, we stated from the start, you know, that flexible working isn't for mummies. And that was um, the kickback I constantly got and I still get because my name is Mother Pucker and I can understand, you know, why people would think that. But our coalition uh, with Pregnant and Screwed, the Fawcett Society, TUC, Fatherhood Institute, mm. is about flexible working be av being available for everyone from day one, not after 26 weeks. So you have to kind of earn it like a bonus ball or a nice to have mm. it's something that should be fundamentally there from the start so that mm. there's not a sense of you louise having got a job where you've got flexible working and then feeling you can never leave that job because your childcare sorted around that and then another employer would say no you have to sit in this job for 26 weeks and we might give it to you you're <sighs> never going to move jobs so yeah. you're stunting talent you know because what people happen to have a disability happen to have caring responsibilities happen to live with anxiety and can't get on a tube in the morning on a packed train like yeah. there are so many reasons and I think um the point that I keep coming back to is this isn't about you or I this is a much bigger issue and it comes down to something a dad said to me the other day um he said you know I put my flexible working request in to my boss and my boss said well you know can't your missus do that and he said well you know she's a brain surgeon and on Tuesdays and Thursdays she kind of has stuff to do and it's not to say that you have to be a brain surgeon for your partner to be able to get flexible working but it was just such a clear mm. point of unconscious bias that still exists at the top mm. regardless of how many people are talking about flexible working talk means nothing I um, totally agree and, and just hearing you say these words out loud I'm sitting here thinking, how are we even, why is this even happening? Like, we're human beings. Like, we are here to live and, and respect each other. And I worked, uh, I, I went through a, a time when I worked in an office briefly, um, and I had a horrendous time. I remember asking my boss if I could leave, and I'm sure I'm saying this because I'm sure lots of people can relate. Um, I remember asking my boss, who is a mother, um, if I could leave work half an hour early to go and see my three-year-old's Christmas nativity play at his nursery school. And the office was dead. And she said, no. Um, and I sat at my desk, absolutely brokenhearted, fighting back the tears. So what I did, God, I hope she's not listening. Um, I called my mobile from the office phone I picked it up, I pretended that the nursery had called me to say that my son was sick, so then I could go. And then I actually managed to get to see my, my son's uh, nativity play. But the guilt 
of, I had to lie to my boss. I can't put anything on social media because um, she'll know that I'm lying. And then obviously going in the next day saying, and saying, yeah, well, my son's a bit better now and la, la, la. And I thought, this sucks. Like, I cannot believe that I, as a grown woman and a mother, I have to lie to my employee to, to say, I want to go and see my son's school play. I could not believe it. And I think, lots, you know, that's one excuse. There are so many excuses. And for, I have got another one, which I'm not going to go into because I think actually it was extremely illegal and I don't want to get this company into trouble. But um, yeah, there's been lots of reasons why I absolutely think what you're doing is fantastic. And back to you from the moment I joined you doing the flash mob brain fluorescent spandex in Trafalgar Square. And I've still got that photo of you. <laughs> And I need to up. <laughs> you know, it, and I think what you've done and how far you've come is incredible. And um, this pandemic, as awful and horrendous as it is, you know, th there is a silver lining of people are realizing that the workplace can change for the better. Um, you know, there are so many, um, so many big companies that have made a shift. You know, Bar Barclays, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, I'm sure you can roll off more than I can. Um, but uh, even my, my husband's company, they, they've got this huge office in Shoreditch and they've just decided to, uh, they're not, they're not going to bother going back because they don't need to. They can all work from home. No. Uh, and I think, you know, that's been the big uplift in this is that um, people are seeing their families. Mm. They're connected to their families for better or worse. You know, that's not saying it's some utopian uh, Walton's, uh, you know, set up. Um, it's definitely not. But, you know, people need people. And yes. I think that uh, has felt very inhuman in the nine to five existence that we've been working in. Um, and yes, I think it's going to be looking to the future to really champion the companies, truly getting behind it, not just putting out a PR puff piece. Yeah. It's making sure that there isn't what you just described breaks my heart because you felt you had to lie to see your child um, yeah, in a very important moment. And I think, you know, it creates distrust when you own someone, uh, when you strap them to a slab of MDF under a strip light, like a battery hen, and you own them and tell them they can't see they're young, <laughs> ultimately that's what you're doing. And you cannot tend to the sick or you cannot, um, you cannot come into the office if you're in a wheelchair. Mm. You know, there are so many people who are being shut out of the workforce for what? And I think that's the bit when I get kickback consistently from big companies, from, you know, even friends who just say, but I love the nine to five. It's like, no, keep it if you want to work in the nine to five fine but give people a choice outside yeah. of it that's what yeah. i'm fighting for is not to abolish it if you i ironically i love a nine to five i love a bookend to a day i'm not i'm not the poster girl for flexible working in the way that many people think i am you know and i i, I want the i want the nine to five for myself but i want choice for everyone else and yeah. i think that's the bit that gets missed in this and actually the simple question is to businesses isn't um this is great for your for the bottom line this is great for productivity it's great for employees that's all great but the two points are are you a diverse and inclusive employer do you want to employ people and that means everyone not just the people you decide can come into your office um and secondly do you want to close the gender pay gap because the equality and human rights commission put 
flexible working is the primary way to close that gap. And so if you are saying, no, we don't believe in flexible working or even worse, yes, we do believe in flexible working, but we're not going to probably implement it. We'll just say we are either one then you know you're saying no to inclusivity and you're saying no to wanting to close the gender pay gap it's as simple as that so you know and yeah you will make more money um pursuit marketing in glasgow doubled profits in two years by going down to a four day week on the same pay there's lots of different ways you can do it and i think that's what we're gonna start seeing um but you know, coming back to gordon it's not a man bashing exercise at all um it was just his suggestion was peak extreme in the sense that um he said oh god but you're probably one of these mummies who could just afford to put their kid in a taxi and send them to a nursery aren't you i was like can you imagine? I mean, I mean, can you imagine? I'm no. just I'd bloody love to. If I could have that service, that would be great. Um, can you imagine an Uber driver turning up? You've got like your Weetabix smattered child, and you just kind of chuck it in the back without a car seat or anything, you know, because that's kind of how we roll. Um, and just go, yeah, um, like Strawberry Fields Nursery, just down there, you know, on the right. She'll be right. Just sling her in with a Soreen bar. Um, <laughs> there's some extreme thoughts about how parenting happens and I, I just keep saying to anyone really pushing back in that sense it's like where did you come from where think you where you came from, from. <laughs> it's bigger <laughs> than business you know exactly. <laughs> you exactly. came from someone <laughs> it, it's it's shocking it's shocking some of the things that anyway right we're going to move to some questions um which I think follow on quite well from what you were saying um so we've got um Lisa from Manchester says, I'm 22 and live at home with my parents. I love going to the office to escape life at home and to feel independent. My social life is very much my work life. Work life. If I have to work from home, I feel like this may affect my mental health as a part of my life would be taken away. But as you just said, you're not taken away. It's, it's the choice, it's the option. Yeah, I think what we're gonna see is um, uh, people ebbing and flowing between office and home. Uh, so there won't be, everybody has to be in at 9am and everybody mm. must, you know, either stay till 9pm to be a good employee or, you know, leave at 5pm to pick up their child and they're probably a bad employee. Mm. You won't necessarily, you know, it won't all be in unison. So we'll be using tech to, you know, sort of paper over any comms. Mm. But ultimately, it, we won't be done with um, HQs. We won't be done with office space. There will always be somewhere for people to work for a company, you know, depending on the size of the company. So I, I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's a really happy medium mm. where people are more in control of their time. And I think what companies will see is it's not that people want to suddenly gallop for the hills and never come into the office. They um, want what I wanted, which was to simply come in 15 minutes earlier and leave 15 minutes earlier without mm. having to ask permission oh. i don't want to put my hand up in class and ask if i can go to a cervical smear oh i know and again you just saying that it just makes me think i don't want my children to go through the same thing in the workplace i don't no. i mean and, and and there are so many people who are probably listening who can relate to feeling that guilt, which is ridiculous to say, oh, I've got a dentist appointment, so I've got to leave early. Or even when I was pregnant and you have a midwife appointment, you know, I just were rolling in the office. I was like, well, I'm still on my phone. You know, I can still work. Anyway, don't get And it's those same people who are questioning, um, 
you know you uh, as an employee who are questioning also why i don't understand why we've got a gender pay gap what are we doing wrong and it's like well you're scorning a mother going to a 20-week scan you're maybe creating doubt that she can do her job you're mm. in a position where there's women miscarrying at their desks because they have a fear of telling their employer if they feel comfortable doing so because they might not get a promotion or they might be overlooked for something because yeah. pregnancy has been this great weight uh, upon businesses when actually it's not a weight it's a it's life it's yeah. part of life and yeah. um businesses can't keep trampling over that because you know like i said remember where you came from Absolutely. and raising the next generation as we're all working out in lockdown is far tougher than any job you can chuck me <laughs> oh my god it's so hard it is so hard um right a couple more questions you've actually answered a lot of the questions that we've had coming so a, a few more um Jesse from Twickenham asks, do you consider your work pattern flexible? What is your usual week like in terms of working and parenting and balancing the two? <laughs> oh, well, I think, you know, I'm actually about to um, put a post up in the next few days, just kind of explaining this a little bit more. But I, um, I have been overproductive, I would say. I'm not the poster girl for flexible working. You know, I think weirdly in trying to make a point, I've completely missed the point. Um, so I think we've tried our best to navigate it, but like you and I were saying before we got on this call, you know, when the truth comes out, <laughs> um, we're drowning, you know, yeah. we're absolutely drowning in it all. And um, we don't have, this is where I like the nine to five because actually there is um, structure to it, but I just want it to be maybe sort of, the sort of seven till three, you know, mm. that's all I'm asking for, mm. not to change those, you know, barometers of when we're work working, not barometers, endpoints, bookends. Um, yeah. So I think right now I'm not uh, getting it right. And I think uh, a lot of us aren't because we feel we have to be on all the time. And uh, I'm burning out, I am burnt out. And um, so I'm gonna step back from the 2nd of June. Uh, I'm gonna take back a lot of the maternity leave that I lost uh, by, sorry, I'm getting a bit teary. <laughs> Let it all out. <laughs> it's such a like, weird thing to say, but there's such a pressure as a freelancer to just keep going. Yeah. And I started working when my littlest was maybe two months and yeah. I want that time back. Yeah. And unless I take it back and unless you listening put those bookends in your day no one else is going to do it for you and i think it's a case of recognizing that you can be overproductive when you don't have structure Absolutely. and actually putting that balance in yourself so you know i'm not pregnant but i am going on maternity leave <laughs> as of next week. i think brilliant and actually um before lockdown started i actually um i hired a, a nanny three days a week and I didn't feel ready at all. Uh, I think my baby was uh, about six months old and I wasn't ready. Um, but I, I was like, well, no, you know, work's here and I've got to take it. And actually, since lockdown, because I now have her all day, every day, I'm loving it. It's love. It's hard. Don't get me wrong, you know, with, with three kids here. But it's lovely to get that time back. And I'm just... I'm loving it. I'm really, really loving it. So I totally can relate to what you're saying and you enjoy that maternity leave. You absolutely deserve it. Um, last question. What is your biggest surprise you've come across with people's attitude to working from home? 
Um, I think it would be uh, the fact that they've all got a lot of, I've had a lot of emails going, wow, this, yeah, it's productivity's up. Like there's, there's surprise, there's excitement, there's, uh, mm. and it's good in so many places, but I've had a lot of naysayers um, be really humble and open and just saying, I really, you know, wasn't listening to what you were saying. And I didn't realize this would affect us. You know, yeah. I just saw you as that flex woman who was just piping up every so often. A lot of people just saw me as a mother who was hacked off with a system that wasn't including her when actually it was a system that wasn't including a lot of people. Mm. And um, I think the surprise has been that people are surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hanging on about it for five years. And I'm not, you know, I'm absolutely not the only person talking about this. There's the Flexible Working Task Force at base in Whitehall. They've mm. been really championing this. Time wise, working families, uh, you know, they're force at society, pregnant and screwed. There's a whole whole movement towards this. So it's absolutely not just my voice. I'm one of many. So I think it's been surprised that you know if they didn't listen to me why didn't they listen to working families or why didn't they listen to the Fawcett society there are a lot of really informed bodies mm. who have the evidence that this will make your company more money and make your people happier so yeah i'm surprised that companies are surprised brilliant answer right well it looks like we need to write a new version of dolly parsons classic nine to five the 95 is barbaric we'll get another person to write it it's a bit dark but we can, we can work on it on tiktok we, we are loving tiktok anyway anna thank you so much for talking with me today it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you you know on behalf of everybody listening thank you so much for all the work that you do for this and for writing a brilliant book that that is out now you can get you can buy it uh, there's a link in her bio or you can get it from the pound project um and you can only get it for another six days until june 2nd and if you want to stay tuned with her flex appeal campaign go to motherpucker.com can i say just quickly how supportive you have been you're not the you don't wear the t-shirt women supporting women you d you're beyond the hashtag <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thanks for the support from flash mobs right the way through to lockdown podcasts well i i mean it's, it's it, i genuinely think what you're doing is fantastic you know bravo brilliant and if there was anything more that i could do i would do it um I'd give so, for a flash mob now eh let's do it let's do a naked one <laughs> <laughs> um once again, this podcast is sponsored by 10 Dental, the award-winning dental practice based in South London. Check them out at 10dental.com. And as always, please subscribe to this podcast, rate and review. It's all very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. I'm Louise Boyce. Find me on Instagram and TikTok now at mumstillgotitwithanonscope. See you again soon. Bye. And Anna, again, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.